message is part of the media ministry of Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast. Today's teaching is by Pastor Daryl Ruin. All right, so to get started, Eric, why don't you um, why don't you give us a summary of where you guys were? Uh, obviously, from the pictures, you know it, it wasn't just our team. You were there with another with another group, partnering with another ministry. So explain a little bit about that and uh, and what the week looked like as far as what you were doing, working with kids, et cetera. Yeah, um, it was about fourteen and fifteen of us represented from five different churches. Uh, the largest group came from West Virginia, a young young church that's really growing, really on fire for the Lord. That really inspired uh, me for sure, and, and I'm sure the rest of the team, um, Cornerstone as well. Um, the, you know, the, the whole mission there was really you know just to to love on love on God, love on people, you know, and and share the gospel. And we uh, did a lot of things. You know, when I when I explained to people just in the synopsis of for me, you know, what the, what the whole mission trip was like, it was really the perfect balance of serving God, loving on people, enjoying the beauty of his creation. You know, we had a, um, we had a vacation Bible school that we did for about 80, maybe 80 kids um, at one point. And, uh, you know, during the mornings we'd have breakfast, we'd pray, and then the, the kids would come in, and we would uh, do a vacation Bible school for them. Uh, you know, talk about creation. We taught them about uh, the Lord, the resurrection. We gave them the gospel story. Uh, we would go out on the street, and uh, a group of us would go and just witness, you know, to, to people. I mean, that's the thing about Jamaica. We were in a place called Westmoreland, which was northwest, if you look at the island, uh, up in a real poor area. And we stayed on the pastor's compound. And you can just walk out you know, of the pastor's compound, and the people are just constantly up and down. And they're so easy to talk to. You know, people are so receptive, you know, to hear the gospel, which was incredibly refreshing. So uh, we saw, you know, a lot of people make professions for Christ. Uh, numbers upward 50. Uh, some of the numbers that we heard that people actually made professions for Christ, uh, old and young. Uh, we got a chance to visit the, uh, the infirmary which was an extremely humbling experience. It's basically where people are with no family at all or basically left, left to die. And, and these are uh, people that they have contorted bodies, that they, some can't see, some can't talk, some can't communicate. And we were there just to share one message, basically that, hey, God has a message for you. He hasn't forgot about you. He loves you, and he's prepared a place for you. And uh, a lot of tears shed there. We prayed with those folks. We sang with those folks. Uh, we rubbed, we touched them, you know, sometimes just a human touch. Uh, and those people have nobody, you know. So coming away from that experience was like, you know what, I don't have any problems. You know, I don't have any problems. And um, so that was, you know, in, in a big picture stance, we were there really to just do the vacation Bible school, worship, share the gospel. And uh, it was just a an awesome experience. You know, for me, the only thing that could have made it any better is to have more of my, my immediate family and more of my church family there. It was, it was an awesome experience for me. Yeah. Uh, Cassie, Kelly, you both had been before. This is, this is the second year you went uh, the summer before. So what was different about this year than last year? Um, it, it was it was really different. Um, we got to actually experience a, a variety of, um, I guess, just just the people of Jamaica. Um, last time we were mostly just with children. Um, this year, going out in the community, it was a totally different picture, um, and we got to just learn so much more about the people of Jamaica. Um, 
they're they're such an open, honest group of folks. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Tracy? <laughs> she, does, she doesn't know anything about that. <laughs> um, but, you know, we would approach people on the street to talk to them, and these are people, like, here you would you would see them and be like, that person does not want to talk to me. <laughs> um, you know, we don't have anything in common, and, you know, we, we would just be afraid to talk to them. But they were so open that, you know, they would ask us questions, and they just, I mean, they would really deeply take in what you were saying to them. They didn't blow you off. Um, these are people, if, if you're afraid of witnessing to people, these are the people to talk to because they will not turn you away. <laughs> um, it was it was amazing, and I, I loved every minute of it. This time I feel like we got so much more, um, I guess, not necessarily accomplished because God works in awesome ways, and I'm sure. Um, but this year, even by the first day, I feel like, we just saw his hand in everything. Um, even from the picture that we posted where Kelly and I were standing with um, a guy, I don't know if you guys saw him, but every single day, like our bus would be delayed. And then one guy would walk up and he would be saved after we had talked to him probably five times. Mm-hmm. And then the bus would show up right after. Or like the beach, that that guy, he came to church actually. He showed up at Radley's church. He uh He was on the beach, and it started raining, and we had to go under the shelter, and he was just sitting there, and he he said he felt, Eric can tell you better, but he said he felt that a voice told him to leave where he was at, and he came there, and he was just sitting there, and he got saved, and um, it was was just awesome to see God's hand in everything, and it was it was an awesome experience. I got to talk to a Rastafarian. (laughs) He was willing to argue back with us. (laughs) It was pretty awesome. it was, it was just a great experience. It really was. Radley, you, you, uh, Cassie mentioned your church, and you still have, you still have family in Jamaica, and you still have, uh, you know, brothers in ministry there, leading churches, and, and and connections to ministries there. What does it mean to, what does it mean to these folks, to see, us come? and support them and work with the children in their community? What does it mean to those church leaders especially? Uh, it means quite a bit um, knowing that um, folk are taking the time out of their busy schedule and to just come and to be with them and to share with them and to share the love of Christ with with people. Um, so in light of that, they, it means a lot to them. And the, the, the sacrifice that... Um, I guess we have made for to to be there, and they have they they have opened their their homes, their doors. I know where we're staying. Um, I, I was telling Cassie and, and Kelly that where we stayed last year. This is like a five star compared to, to where we stayed last year. Um, so they opened their homes and they 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 were willing to fellowship with us and treat us like kings and queens. And so they were very much appreciative, and we were appreciative of their receptiveness and their willing, willingness to, to have us. And, and sometimes they don't have the means um, to, to get certain things. And I, and I think maybe, maybe next time we go in terms of knowing that we, we're, 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 we're this year, we can, plan, we can plan better in terms of certain things that we could take in order to make it more, to make it more profitable to the kids and to the to the churches and to those we come in contact with. Yeah. Um, there there are different needs there, right? And it's not 
it's not America, it's not what we're used to. Was there anything, um, you know, when you get back, sometimes you have to readjust uh, to this culture, right? And it's, it's kind of uh, reintegrating into the lifestyle that, that we enjoy. What would you say, are there, things, are there things that, you know, when you get back from a trip like that, you wish we here in America could learn or that need to learn from places like that. And I know, Christian, you, you might have something to say to this as well. Christian and his family uh, have been a part of our church family for a long time, all the way back to when we were in the school. And uh, they've since moved, but uh, Christian surprised us and was able to be here today. And thank you for helping to worship. But Christian just got back from 73 days, 73 days in Africa. And, and you know, the needs in these places are just different than what you and I consider as needs, right? So do you guys come back from a trip like that, whether Africa or Jamaica, and think, you know what, um, we, we could learn some stuff here. Yeah? Christian? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, with American life and w- with all with all the things we have, you know, just in our houses and all around us, it's easy to think like, I remember thinking like, reading reading history books and stuff like that and seeing hardships of people who lived a long time ago and thinking to myself like wow like times must have been really hard back then and uh you know all the time my sweet mom over here had told me like Christian you know you're you're so ungrateful these kids in Africa have such hard lives and you know all this all this stuff and so you know I I I knew that there were people who lived hard lives in the world but it wasn't until I went over to Africa that I realized that nobody else in the whole world lives like Americans do. And so I think that, um, you know, even though we're comfortable here, I think one of the things that we could learn is that, you know, everywhere in Africa and other countries in Europe, you know, they're, the the goods of, of the world are not distributed equally and, and that, you know, there's there's places that are have so much more than have so much more people than America that need uh you know what we have and so i think that that's probably the biggest thing that i saw is that like you know everywhere else in the world is radically different than mm. here yeah. so it's good yeah uh, for me you know being this is my first mission trip so i don't have anything to compare it to but in terms of the people you know, I saw an authentic, you know, an authentic. Thank you. Authenticity in worship. You know, you know Daryl had talked several weeks ago, maybe months ago, about the time he got up here with the mask on. You know, and the people there, you know, they're just they're just open and free to to hear the word of God and and to learn about the God and and learn about gospel, the gospel. Um, you know, even when you compare our country and the direction that we're heading away from God and have been for so long, um, you know, from what I understand there, you know, the politicians, the government, you know, they're still all about, you know, worshiping the God. And, and you know, so it's still really ingrained in that country over there that, uh, that we don't have here in the U.S. as much. It seems like we're continuing to distance ourselves culturally and, and from the government especially. Uh, and there, they're still all plugged in. They still you know, mm-hmm. still love God. Still you know, want, to, want to hear the gospel, and they're open to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably one of the, the, I guess, the main things from the people's perspective: their openness, you know, to really to hear 
and to continue to seek God. Yeah. When you go on a when you go on a trip like this, I know Kelly, you and I talked about this a little bit this week. You just you just find that um, life just seems different, and and you get to when you go on a trip like this, you get to for a week, you know, or whatever it is, seventy three days, you get to take yourself out of the current situation you're in in context, put yourself in a different context, and you get to you kind of get this fresh start and and to live maybe in in a way and do ministry in a way that uh, you're not able to because of the busyness of life or just because of all the demands and responsibilities of life back home, the the real life, the other 50 weeks of the year. So um, my question to you guys is, how do you, how do you bring it home? All right. How do you bring, how do you bring home just the joy and the, and the focus and the mission and you know, you were there to do to do ministry, right? You weren't there to, to get a job and you didn't have those responsibilities. I, I get that, right? That's understandable. But, you know, have you, have you thought about ways that you can take the things that you were trying to do there and make them a part of your life here or your ministry here so that you can, you can experience that one week more often? Any thoughts? Yeah. Um, ministry it should be it should be a way of life. It should be who we are as as believers. Um, it sh- it should come once we have responded to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We um, should be ministering, be witnesses for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, we went while we're there. We 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 um were went out on the street, shared share Christ, ministered to the kids, um and and so when we came back, uh, um Eric and I decided that let's you know what, let's go um to the park, Houston Park, and we went there a few Saturdays ago, and um shared. Shared Christ. We actually we, we we bought hot dogs and um and uh, hot dog buns. Q came with us, and we um we hand out three hot dogs and water, and um actually a couple uh, uh, two two young a guy and a and a girl they uh, they um came I came here last week and the week before through our our um sharing Christ. And I think they're believers, but. In light of that, because we went out, they they came and others we we um, we spoke with, who um, I think five 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 young men um, came to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. So it 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 gives us, in a sense, the desire to to um, to to do more for Christ. It gives us that that burning desire to say yes. We have been to Jamaica, but we're we're here. We're, this is where we live. This is where we are. In our local in our local area, the goal is how can we as 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 people as this local body share Christ with those who are out those who are out there those who are who are who are in a sense in the field mm-hmm. how can we how can we do that and I think that it, it gives us that um, desire that burning desire to say yes we need to go out and, and, and spread and spread the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because. Wherever they are in Jamaica here, people are dying and going to a lost world. And so we must at all times 
um, have that desire. And as as I said before, it should be our our way of life. It should be who we are, mm. in terms of um, mm. willing and ready mm. to share the goodness. I know it's scary sometimes, but um, that that's that that's that should be our desire. Yeah, one of the one of the common things we hear is church leadership when we start talking about mission trips and and planning for a trip and trying to encourage people to go. One of the things you hear very often is is the old response, well, we've got plenty to do here. There's plenty of ministry that we can do right here in our own community and right here in our own country. And that is true. It's very true. I think one of the reasons, though, as a pastor, that we encourage you to go away and do things like Jamaica or Africa, et cetera, is because what we know is, is it changes you for the here. And so, amen, we need, we need more work done here. The problem is, a lot of times when we say, well, we don't need to go there because we got plenty to do here, we ain't doing anything here anyway. And so I'll just tip my, my hand to you a little bit. Sometimes we got to get rid of you so that you're, you're worth your salt when you get back here. And, and, and I think, you know, Eric and Radley, I don't know how consciously you connected uh, when you got back wanting to go to the park and they... they they called me and were texting me, hey, like, do we have, a, do we have a tent? Can we give away some stuff? Do we have any brochures for the church? Because we just want to go out and go to the park and just and, and share with people, et cetera. And, and for me, I, I kind of automatically was putting it together. They just got back. They, they see the need. It, it made a difference in them, not just for them that they went to, but for us here in this community. It, it makes a difference. And, uh, uh, you know, that's a good plug, Eric, and, and you can follow up on it that, you know, before we start talking about next summer's trips and going away, um, Eric and Radley have started something here that I know they continue, uh, they want to continue, but they want your involvement. And they'll take the lead on it and they'll organize it and, and you just have to jump in with them. But, but Eric and Radley very simply got some hot dogs, got some waters and went to the park. And they're not here today, but Radley's, Radley's right. There's, there's been a young couple very, just very excited that somebody was there to talk to them. And this may never be their church home. That's okay. There were others there that, that, that came to know the Lord. And so you want something here? Great. Eric and Radley got a plan. They're going out. It's pretty easy. They can take the lead. You can hand out the hot dogs. Sound, sound like a good deal? And so if you're interested in that, just, just talk to Eric. Um, let me, let me ask you guys this. Usually, when you when you come back from a trip like this, during your time, we all we all know those who've been on trips like this. You know that not only do you do ministry for for those you are going uh, to minister to, but God ends up doing ministry in your own heart. Amen. God probably did some things in you that in your minds might outweigh what you were able to accomplish there. So God may have been more of a benefit to you in that time than you were a benefit to the people you went to help. Right. So I'm wondering, is there anything that God taught you there that he's, that he's continuing to nag you about, right? That, he's, that the Holy Spirit is continuing to prick your heart about? That, that there's maybe one thing that you just really can't seem to get over or get, get away from, from your trip? Yeah, well, um, I, think, I think one of the biggest things that happened over there is that before I went, um, you know, oftentimes like whenever... Uh, you know, something didn't go as planned or when I wanted to do something and, uh, you know, it didn't end up working out, what would happen was that I would get, like, you know, 
frustrated just because I was like, man, you know, like, you know, just whatever what happened, just stuff wouldn't always work out. And so when I went over to Africa and saw, you know, if you look at one feature of, you know, just generally people in Africa, you'll notice, like, they're always happy. But then if you, like, get to know them, you'll realize how hard their lives are, what their living conditions are like, and stuff like that. And so what I kind of started to get is that these people, like, they have, like, so much less than I have, but still they're, like, happy all the time. And so I kind of, like, started thinking, like, if I have all this stuff, then, like, why am I, like, why am I not happy with it? Why are these people happy Mm -hmm. but I'm not? And so I started thinking, and what I, the conclusion that I came to is that the reason I got upset when things didn't work out my way or when I didn't, you know, get what I wanted at, at a particular time I realized the reason that I felt disappointed or upset about it was because I had the preconceived notion that I deserved that. And so I think um, one of the biggest things that happened over there is I just kind of started focusing on not, like, like, entitling myself to certain things so that when I didn't get them, I wouldn't feel like, man, like, you know, get, get all upset because... I didn't expect them in the first place. Mm. And so I think one of the, that was probably one of the biggest things over there because, you know, life is just, you know, life is much simpler and easier than before when Mm. you're not carrying around, you know, bitterness or disappointment about things that you don't, you don't feel like you need, you know, Mm. because all it was was stuff that I want. So that's probably the biggest uh, internal change that happened over there. Um, Just recently I heard a sermon, uh, from Ravi Zacharias Ministries, and they were talking about the top five questions from college students as that you know about the Christian faith. You know, is there a God, and you know, if there's a loving God, why is there suffering? One of the things I got out of that, which ties in, is that you know we think that you know God, you know, we're on this earth, and God's desire for us is to be happy, and the reason we're here is to know God and to be reconciled uh, to God through Christ. And in the suffering, uh, you know, a lot more people are brought to the Lord and the knowledge of God through suffering than through, you know, the mountaintop experiences we have here on earth, you know, when we go through those. And so, you know, knowing that as soon as we make the profession and, and turn our lives over to Christ, we, we have become ambassadors for Christ to share the gospel. And when Radley was sharing, you know, about the the outreach, that's one thing that, that hit me coming back is, you know, we met this, these these young guys and gals at this young church in West Virginia, and they were just so excited. They were, you know, they're all technology-oriented, so they're Skyping and doing this stuff, Facebook and back. And, oh, hey, we had 150 people at service this week, and we're still, you know, we're still growing, and we're here. And, and they were just excited about what, what God was doing in their church back home while they were away, they were just still continuing to grow. So, it, you know, it got me wondering, like, like, what are they doing? You know, what are they doing over there that's, that's you know, creating the excitement for one and also drawing the people, you know, to their, their lighthouse, which is their church? And so that's where Radley and I said, well, give us some ideas of what y'all are doing on the outreach. And they're just some simple ideas. You know, one, hey, we'll set up a tent at a, at a park and, and give out free hot dogs and free water and, uh, you know, pray for people. We'll do a, uh, you know, when it gets cold, we'll go to the Black Friday sales for uh, Walmart and we'll set up a, 
uh, a hot chocolate stand and pass out, set up a tent and pass out hot chocolate and just pass out flowers for the church. Just simple things like that. And it just it sparked something in Radley. And I said, you know, we need to get a plan around outreach and to get those who are, want to be involved to come along. So we're going to start putting together a monthly calendar of where we're going to be and would love input from y'all. If y'all are reading the newspaper, I don't really read the newspaper. If you see things going around the community that, hey, would be a good place for us to set up to do something like this, text us, email us, let us know, and we'll get it set up. And y'all can come along and... Like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll approach the folks and we'll ask them what they need prayer for. And just at the park where we had uh, a couple weeks ago, we uh, prayed for two or three families. One of my neighbors was there that I've really never connected with before and asked him what, you know, anything I can pray for you about. And he had some employment issues going on. And so I ordered him a book and I'm going to write him a little note. You know, it's great seeing him. So just connections being made through. Just simple things that we can do. You know, you don't have to go out there and do street ministry and run down people and try to share the gospel with them. You know, we're going to do things that are just loving on the community, where the people are, making them aware of Cornerstone, and that, that we love them, that God loves them, and that he has a plan for them as well. So we want to be, play a part in that as ambassadors for Christ. So I guess that's, for me, was the main thing. Come back and let's start doing some outreach, mm. you know, some simple stuff that anybody can get involved in, just a little bit of time invested. Yeah. Cassie, anything the Lord started in your heart that you think you know, is still still there? He's not letting go? Um, just humbleness, true humbleness with um, the, the kids. I, I have a heart for kids, and they were just so grateful for a single balloon. <laughs> they, they thought it was the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And I want to do more with the kids. I, I love working with them, and I love seeing the change, the kids there, they just, they're amazing. I still talk to some of them. Um, even from our trip before I talked to some of them, they still call Kelly and I. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just, they make you appreciate life and they make you appreciate everything you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Amen. Um, I would have to say it would be trying to let go of being in control. <laughs> Um, when we were on this trip, it, God's sovereignty was very apparent um, at, at every stage of the trip. Um, there were things that, you know, just, just the, the way that he timed everything just made it so clear that he was there and he was in charge. And we didn't, you know, we were there to, to serve, but really he was the one who was working in us. And that was uh, just mind-blowing um you know there were things you know there like for example eric was set to go back um on friday i think or saturday it was saturday and um he wound up getting his plane ticket changed and the next day or actually that day when after he would have already left he struck up a conversation with someone at the beach and that man came to know jesus um so you know you can't plan for that but god can um and so i'm just trying to learn to let go and let him do his work. Uh, we went to the infirmary and um, in Jamaica, and, and as Eric said, there, the folk there, it, it, I think I could change the name from, it was, it was called, I guess when I, I think when I was living there, it was called the poor house, and they changed it to the infirmary. And the poor house is a, is a place where you're, you're put there because no one is, is, is there to, to assist you. You're there, you're just left there, and then when your time comes to die, you die, and then 
that's it. And we went there, and I thought, I thought there's a lady we saw, an older lady we saw in the in the clip, Casanita Palm. We went there, and she was singing, singing for joy, singing the songs of Christ, and she she has nothing. And I think um, a few weeks ago, um, or the Af- what's the, what's the guy? He went to Africa with us, his name. John, he came here and he said when he was back in Africa, he said we, they had nothing. And basically some of these people, they have nothing. When we open refrigerator, we say we have nothing. We have something. There's something in there, but there they have nothing. They have nothing. But there was a sense of joy even from that lady. Although she had nothing, she was willing and ready to sing the songs of Christ. She was, she was, she has, she has a sense of joy. And I think that, that that's what struck me um, most we might not we might we, we whatever the situation that we're in whatever the circumstances we're, that we're facing we can have joy because why we know Jesus Christ we know Jesus Christ so um, that 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 that's that stays with me and the answer these these folk at infirmary I, I, I met this uh, there was this guy there after we, uh, there was this guy there we are um, in the men's section the men's section is a little more more difficult, or, or, or where they're staying, it's it's like a long a, a long hall, and there's just beds on both sides. We're, we're in the latest section, yeah. I think he had two to a room, but I went inside the men the, the men's section, and there was this guy there. He was deformed, and he was he was um, holding on to the, the the bed, and he was he cannot he cannot stand up. He was just rocking, and he was naked. It was a naked naked, and there he was waiting for someone to to come and ask him, how, I touch him and say, how are you doing? And he says, waiting for someone to give him a show. I'm saying, I'm saying to myself, how could someone just being there, just rocking naked, and, and, and the hall is filled. People can come in and out as they choose, and he's deformed, and he cannot stand by himself, and he was waiting for someone to come and give him a show. And the difficulty, just the, just the, the challenges that these people are going through, it's 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 nothing to what we are, we're facing each day. It's nothing. And so when we're going through our little difficulties and challenges, let's count it a, a joy in sometimes to, 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 a joy to just to know that this is nothing compared to what, what Christ has went through on our behalf. So we have to be grateful and, and thankful. I, um, yeah, I was thinking this morning, you know, part of the reason we do this is not only to share with you guys what what our team did and what they learned, but to hopefully encourage you if you've not if you've not been able to go or been able to go somewhere in a long time, hopefully to encourage you to be a part of something that's upcoming. And we we'll we'll do Jamaica again next year, Radley, right? All right, and uh, and then we're also planning at least one trip with our friends at uh, Phoenix Community Coffee to South America. And so you, you've got a couple options. And the thing that I was uh, thinking about this morning, I, I, I know all of you fairly well. And how many of you would say you would go back if you could next year? Yeah, Christian, 73 days, even so. Yeah, all you guys. And I, and I think at least I know for you who went to Jamaica, uh, if we plan a trip, I, I think you'd probably go. I think you probably plan on going. Um, and I don't know, you make the decision on this, but I just had this sense that, that maybe you don't need to go. And as your pastor, I don't, I don't know that you need to go. You know, all those reasons that I was kind of telling the body out there earlier, I, I don't know that you need to go. 
um, without, without pointing at anyone or calling any names, Eric? Like, just look around the congregation. And, and I know we've got a lot of people out today, but just even in your heart and your mind's eye, you know the body that is Cornerstone. Who needs to go? And would you give up your trip next year because, because they need to go? And so um, that's a challenge to them, but it's also a challenge to you. You know, I think what I'm asking you guys to do is, is to help find those people, you know. Who are, the, who are the four people that need to go to Jamaica in your place? Radley, you've still got to leave the trip. Um, but who are the four people that need to go to Jamaica in your place? Whether you go or not. But why don't you just plan that you're not going to go, but your job is that you've got to find someone that's going to go for you. And if you, have to, if you have to give to them going instead of you going, then, then maybe you do that. And if you do that, if you can, if you can, if you can commit to maybe that, then, then maybe we can commit to, to helping even financially more than we did this year. You know? All right. So let's, uh, let's close in prayer. And as we do, I want to ask that... Um, yes? You know, we as a church body, church family um, that we have here, showing up on Sundays and saying hey and having a worship service and saying bye, have a great week, you don't build that deep of relationships. You know, we, we do that in small groups where you really get intimate and you get to know people and you get to connect. But I tell you, one of the greatest things for, this, for me for this trip was to be able to spend some really quality time with these other three brothers and sisters here, and I got to hear their testimonies. I got to, you know, got to worship with them. Uh, I got a whole new level of respect for every single one of them. And just, you know, I just feel like I just I have a whole new relationship, you know, so much more deep with, with these three uh, brothers and sisters here. So that was, that was an awesome blessing also that came out of the trip for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Any other final thoughts? No? Good. All right, can we pray? And as we do, I'm asking that, uh, that you let the Lord and the Holy Spirit um, have a little space in your heart and mind this morning before we depart to, um, to give you uh, some guidance as to, as to what he wants to do with these stories in you. So, Lord, we, we do just that. We give you... Um, we give you the space in our heart and mind, not just right now, but as, uh, as we prepare to depart this place. We give you the space in our hearts and our minds to take these stories, take these images, take these thoughts and the feedback, to take it all and do with it what you will in our own hearts and minds. Lord, maybe you, maybe you want to challenge us. Maybe you want to encourage us. Maybe you want to give us something very specific. Or maybe you just want to give us a general uh, a general push in a direction of ministry. Lord, whatever you have for us, right here, right now, this, this is just a start, Lord. We, we ask that you would help us to open ourselves to that. And so, Lord, speak now uh, in these closing moments, but when we, when we say our final amen and when we walk out these doors, it's not a, it's not a closure to this invitation we're giving you, Lord. Because we're inviting you to speak to us well beyond this service about these things. 
And whatever piece of these testimonies that you want to use on Monday or on Tuesday or tonight as we lay in bed ready to sleep, whatever piece of these testimonies you want to use to burden or challenge or encourage our hearts, right here, right now, we give you permission to do that. Comfortable or not. We, the children of God, join together in this place called Cornerstone. We confess that uh, Your glory is bigger than this place. Your holiness and Your righteousness, it, it consumes the whole earth. You are holy, holy, holy. And there are those on this planet that are Your children, not yet. They're your children not yet because of the gospel, the message, the love that was portrayed in the death of your son has not been has not been before them just yet. And so Lord, we we your children we're called. We are called. We put our ear to the Bible. And we put our ear to the earth. And we commit to hear the cries of those children who are yet to be in your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening today. We hope this message was a blessing to you. To learn more about our church or our media ministry, you can visit us online at www.corner-stone.org or find us on Facebook.